of the Holy Ghost today. Amen. In the preaching of the word. Amen. We're going to trust. We're just going to trust God today. Is that all right? We're going to trust God today. Amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. I know many of us have plans and things after service and all of those things are good and we celebrate what we're celebrating today. Amen. But how many will just plug in to what the Holy Ghost wants to do these next few moments? <laughs> how many will just plug in to what the Holy Ghost wants to do? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Today we, we celebrate our nation's independence. And um, as we know, if you remember from history class, our nation's Forefathers were under the control of the British Empire. This governing empire that ruled over us did so without compassion, without care, without concern. They placed upon the people burdens that could not be carried. They required of the people payments that could not be paid. They mandated allegiances from the people that just could not be honored. And they sought to accomplish all of these things through the weaponry of fear and trepidation and anxiety. And there came a point, there came a point in time where the people of our great nation had had enough. And so it was on July 4th, 1776, the Declaration of Independence was signed. They declared their independence. Somebody say they declared their independence. Now we're going to trust God now because... What you have to understand in history is that the Declaration of Independence was signed July 4th, 1776, but we did not gain independence from the oppressor until four, five, six years later because we had to still fight the Revolutionary War and be victorious in that battle. But what's interesting and what I feel just in prayer before service today, the Lord had laid upon my heart. And I thought it was just for me. <laughs> but apparently it's not. What the Lord laid upon my heart was this. Sometimes you have to declare some things <laughs> before you see the finished product. You see, they got together and they signed the Declaration of Independence. They declared some stuff as reality. They declared some stuff that this is the way it's going to be. They made some declarations about some things that this is what it's going to look like from this moment forward. This is who we're going to be. This is what we're going to look like. This is what we're going to experience. This is who we're going to be as a people. And somebody might have would have asked him at that point, well, is that a reality right now? No, it's not a reality right now. But I went ahead and made a declaration about it anyway. Ah, I, let, let, let me preach. Let me preach from the word now and not just the history books. But I hear the word of the Lord speaking to somebody that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is faith? Faith is saying this. 
I'm going to go ahead and make a declaration right now about some stuff. Is that the way it looks? It might not be the way it looks. Is that the way it feels? It's not the way it feels, but I'm going to go ahead and step out and I'm going to go ahead and step out in faith anyway, and I'm going to make a declaration that this is what it's going to be, and this is what it's going to look like, and this is what it's going to feel like, and this is what it's going to be in my family, and this is what it's going to be in my marriage, and this is what it's going to be in my home, and this is what's going to be in my mind. I'm going to make a declaration right now, and this is what it's going to be. Come on, somebody put your hands together. Give him praise. Hallelujah, 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 amen. Somebody shout amen, amen. We read of Miriam in the Old Testament and the Bible says when they got onto the other side of the sea that she got out the tambourine and she started praising and worshiping and magnifying God and I'm thankful for her praise on that side of the, the water. I'm thankful for the, her praise on that side of the miracle but I wonder what would have happened if on this side of the miracle she would have got the tambourine and said I'm just going to go ahead and make a declaration right now of my praise unto the Lord because I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to work it out. I know he's going to, come on, anybody can praise him after he's done it. Anybody can worship after the miracles already happened. Anybody can lift him up after he's made a way where there seems to be no way. But I want to know who in the house right now would be willing to say, I'm going to make a declaration now. I know I'm not through it. I know I'm not over it. I know God hasn't fixed it. I know it hasn't come to completion. But I'm going to make a declaration anyway. My God's going to work it out. My God's going to make a way. My God's going to resolve it. My God's going to fix it. My God's going to heal it. My God's going to turn it around. Come on, I feel to tell somebody in the house the reason why you haven't seen what you want to see is you're waiting to exemplify faith once the reality has become a reality. Once you get the miracle, then you're going to put faith in. Come on, that's not going to be the way it works. You've got to have faith before the miracle. You've got to have faith before the breakthrough. You've got to have faith before the blessing. Woo. Come on, is there anybody right now that'll say, I declare, right? I declare it. I declare it done. Go ahead. I don't know what it is in your life, but I dare you. I dare you to lift your voice and begin to make some declarations based upon the word of the Lord, based upon the power of Almighty God. I declare it in Jesus' name. I declare my backslidden sons coming back to truth. I declare my backslidden daughters coming back home. I declare my backslidden grandbabies coming back to the house of God. I declare my husband's going to be saved. I declare my spouse. I declare victory. I declare victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We find, you may be seeing it, we find in the Old Testament that the Bible says that God spoke to the people. He spoke to the people through Moses. And the word he used was behold. It's it, just see, see. I like you on the front row, bud. See, see. 
He says, the Lord says to the people, see, I have given you the land. See, I've given you the land. But you know what the people did? That's when they sent over the spies to see if we really can accomplish the land. And then they see the giants. And then they got scared. And then they, looked, they saw themselves as grasshoppers. And then they told God we couldn't do it. When it all began by God making a declaration, see, I've already given it to you. Let me tell you something in the Holy Ghost. There's some declarations in this word right now. See, <laughs> his word is forever settled in heaven. See, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but his word is going to stand for it. See, see, see the promise, see the breakthrough, see the blessing, see, behold, behold what God has told you is going to be a reality. But what I feel to tell somebody right now is this. You need to put your declaration with his declaration. The Bible says they didn't receive what he wanted them to receive because they didn't mix their faith with his word. They didn't mix their declaration with his declaration. So what do we do? The Lord declares some stuff. See, I'm going to do this for you. See, I am an ever-present help in time of need. See, I will stick with you closer than any brother. See, I will be with you in the midnight hour. See, I am really Jehovah Jireh, your provider. See, I am deliverer. See, I can bless your mind. See, I can bless your body. See, I, behold, behold, I really can do all of those things. But our problem is this. We don't mix our declaration with his declaration. So what do we do? Come on, we, 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 we mark the children of Israel, our spiritual forefathers, because they sent the spies in the land and seen all the giants and they didn't, they didn't accept it. Right? And we read that story and they were, we were like, oh, how foolish. The Lord had given them that promise. The Lord had told them he was going to do it. Why didn't they just believe? Why didn't, we just, why didn't they just believe? Well, why don't we believe? Oh, it's not giants in Canaan land. But it's our giants and it's our Canaan land and it's our promised land and it's our blessings. Come on, somebody. Woo. So what do we do? He promises us, see, I'm this and see, I'm that and I'm going to do this and I declare this and my word is truth and I'm never going to fail you and I'm never going to let you down and this word is forever settled. These are laws. These aren't suggestions. These are laws and when God says something where the word of a king is, there is power. There's power. When the, when the king speaks the word, there's power to accomplish that which the king has said is going to be accomplished but the problem is sometimes you and I, we send our little surveyors into the, well, but I just don't know how this is going to work out. I, well, I just, I, I feel this way. I, I just don't know how he's going to do this, and I just don't know how this is going to get fixed, and I just don't know how this is going to be accomplished. And I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. We got anybody real in the house? I just don't see how he's going to do it. I, I, I've tried to fix it for 20 years. <laughs> That's part of our problem. 
I've tried to fix it for 20 years, and I don't see how we can do it, and I just don't know how God's going to do it, and I just don't see how it's going to, how God's going to make a way, and I have this, 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 that, and the other, and what happens is we miss our promise just like they miss their promise. Uh, because we look at giants, insurmountable odds, things that seem insurmountable to us, mountains that we think cannot be crossed, so we miss out on them. And the Lord is wanting somebody to say, hey, listen, God, if you'll declare it, I'll declare it with you. God, if your word has declared it, then I'm going to declare it as well. Oh, who am I preaching to right now? Hear me. We gotta. We put more faith in our feelings than we do in the book. Uh, I'm preaching to more than who's clapping. <laughs> I said if we're if, and I'm I'm preaching to myself now because we put more faith in our feelings than what we do in the Word of the Lord. And our feelings dictate our actions, and our feelings dictate our movements, and our, and our feelings dictate our praise, and our feelings dictate our faith, and our feelings dictate our expectation. Why? What are we not doing? We're not putting our declaration and connecting it with his declaration. I just believe there's a miracle in the house for somebody that'll say it's not about how I feel. It's not about what I think. It's not about what's going on up here. I'm going to bypass the human reasoning and I'm going to plant myself firmly on the word of the Lord. Even when it doesn't make sense in my flesh, I'm going to trust the word. Even when it doesn't feel like it, I'm going to trust the word. Even... Even when it doesn't look like I, what I want it to look like, I'm going to trust the word because I know God's word is forever settled in heaven. And he's not a God that can lie. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he promised it, it's going to come to pass. So I make my declaration and I couple it with the declaration of God's word. Come on, somebody. Do that right now, would you? Would you do that right now? Woo! be seated. Now, if I remember correctly from my history class, Declaration of Independence, the first signature was who? Was it Thomas Jefferson? Who was it? Okay, yeah, John, and he's the one that wrote it real big, right? Let me tell you something. If, if, if what I was taught is true, 
What I was taught was that the reason why he wrote it so big was because these individuals, there was, there was tremendous threat upon them for signing this declaration, for believing this country to be better than what it was. They had tremendous threat of life, death, imprisonment for signing this thing. And if I remember correctly, John Hancock wrote his name so big so that he could give confidence to those who would sign after him. That's what I remember from my history class. <laughs> that he wrote his name so big on that so that he could give those behind him confidence in the declaration. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. I think I'm preaching to a dad. I'm preaching to a mom. I'm preaching to somebody in the house. I'm preaching to a leader. I'm preaching to a minister. I'm preaching to somebody right now who has some folks following after you. You got some people watching you. You got a spouse. You got some kids. You got people in the church. You got people you're leading. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody that has to understand that you got some people looking up to you, and they need to see you with confidence speaking forth a declaration. Because they're a little afraid themselves. They're a little scared themselves. They don't really know exactly how it's going to turn out and what it's going to look like. And to put their faith out there like that and their confidence out like that is kind of a scary thing for some people. And they need some leaders. They need some moms and dads and ministers and leaders and preachers and pastors. And They need some people that will say, I believe the word of the Lord. I believe what thus saith the Lord. And you're not afraid to stand to your feet, square your shoulders, lift your head, and shout it to the heavens. I believe the report of the Lord. I believe he's going to do it. I believe he's going to make a way. I believe he's going to come through for us. Come on, I need some dads right now. I need some parents right now. That you got some turmoil and some questioning of what's going on in your family and your future and the direction of it all. I need you to get off of whatever you're doing and I need you to lead. I need you to lead. I need you to step up and lead. Lead in faith. Lead. Well, my wife will do the leading. No, that's not your wife's job. Come on. Come on. Lead. Declare it boldly. Declare it passionately. Declare it with faith. Come on. Come on. God's looking for somebody that's not just going to say, well, we'll just wait and see what God wants to do. And if he wants to do it, then he'll do it. And if it works out, it works out. And we'll just keep, you know, whatever. Come on, if God wants to do it, he'll come on. That's not what God's looking for. That's not a declaration. I said, that's not a declaration. You're declaring nothing. Well, we'll just wait and see and... Well, just whatever God wants to do, and if God wants, we know we can do it, but we just don't know if he wants to do it. And why wouldn't he want to do it? He died on the cross for it. 
He shed his blood for it. For the very thing that you don't think he wants to do. That's not a declaration. He's looking for somebody that will make a declaration and say he's going to do it. I believe it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How can you say he's going to do it? Are you seeing something? Are you seeing some results? Are you seeing some rumblings? Are you seeing some change? No, I don't see a thing, but I see the word, and I see the book, and I see the promises, and I see God's word being attached to my life in that particular area, and I've come to say I believe it, I declare it, I declare it, I declare it. And when you declare it passionately, it allows those following you to say, if he'll do it, if she'll do it, I'll do it too. Come on, somebody lift your voice right now. Lift your hands in this place right now. Well, what if it doesn't work out? Well, what if it does work out? Well, what if I don't get healed after I've stepped out in faith? Well, what if you do get healed? Well, I just, I just think it would hurt everybody's faith more if I stepped out in faith and nothing happened. Faith, faith cometh by Hearing and hearing by the word. Too many times we put our faith in what we've seen or not seen. If we've seen certain things, we've got more faith for it. If we haven't seen certain things, we have less faith for it. That is not biblical. Faith does not come in happenings. Faith is established by the word. Faith is not dictated upon what we've seen or haven't seen. It's based upon what the word of the Lord says. So I don't care if we haven't seen it for 20 years. Faith is not dictated upon what we've seen or haven't seen. Faith is dictated upon the word of the Lord. Come on, I wonder if there's somebody in the house that'll say, I'm just gonna put my faith in the word. You say, well, what changed? Is there something changing in your life? Is something working out? No, not yet. But I'm going to make a declaration now. It might be next week. It might be next month. Uh, But I'm going to go ahead and make a declaration now of what I know God says it's going to be. What I know God's word says it's supposed to be. Now, you may be seated now. Now, this is important because... Sometimes in a service like this, we'll stand and we'll cry a little bit, we'll talk in tongues a little bit, and we'll make a declaration. We'll make a declaration of faith. But what we have to understand is that after they signed the Declaration of Independence, what did I say? It was about six years of fighting before that which they declared became a reality in practice. They saw themselves as free. But they yet weren't free. Because you can make some declarations about stuff in faith, but then you better back it up the next day with some. I 
I have fought a good fight, Paul said. I have what? Kept the declaration. What, what caused him to keep his declaration? The fight. The fight. He made a declaration. But there's a difference between making a declaration and keeping a declaration. I have kept the faith. I have kept the declaration I made. There's a difference because so many people make declarations but don't keep declarations. They make them but a month later when it's not working out, they lose it. I'm preaching to you. We make a declaration about healing and deliverance and God doing this, that, or the other, but if it doesn't work out in our time frame, we lose it. And we struggle and we get all negative and we get all down and we doubt. Right? But Paul said the reason I was able to keep it is because I fought for it. Is there anybody that has a declaration big enough to fight for? Listen, if somewhere along the way you've become unwilling to fight for your declaration, it's either because you didn't believe your declaration in the first place or your declaration wasn't big enough to fight for. Wasn't big enough. You've learned to live with it. You've learned to live with it. It wasn't big enough to fight for, so I just learned how to accommodate my life with the issue, with the pain, with the division, with the struggle. It was easier for you to accommodate the struggle than it was to fight for the victory. Which lets me know that the declaration wasn't big enough. But I wonder who in the house has a declaration big enough that you're willing to fight for it. Come on, I'm asking now. Woo. You see, because what happens is when you get a declaration that big, you come up here talking tongues, shout about it, declare it, rejoice in it, and then you go home. And then on Tuesday, the enemy shows up. I, I know. The enemy shows up on Tuesday and then and on Wednesday and on Thursday. And he wants to just battle us back to the place of just accepting the issue. You've lived with this this long, just keep living with it. You've learned how to accommodate this long, just continue accommodating it. And he tries to battle us. And it's at that point that you'll have an understanding of if your declaration was big enough in your mind, your heart, your spirit, your soul to fight for it. Because we'll either slide right back into what we've always been, how we've always thought, how we've always lived. We'll just slide right back into that. Well, I'll just accept the marriage as it is, the home as it is, the mind as it is, the emotions as it is. It's not right. It's not necessarily according to the word of the Lord. But I don't know what else to do and this is just how I'm going to live. We can slide back into that or we'll say no. No. I'm going to fight for this declaration. It wasn't just about a momentary shout in an altar. 
It wasn't just about a momentary reprieve where I felt good for a little bit and I felt like I escaped reality for a little bit, but knowing all the while I was just going to go right back to the darkness of my reality. No, I made a declaration that day. And I'm willing to fight for the declaration until it becomes a reality. My Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, so don't go home and start fighting your spouse. Don't go home and start fighting your kid. Don't go to work and start, you know, body slamming your boss or something. Because we don't, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But there's some stuff in the spirit. So what does it look like? What does it look like when you talk about the spirit? They fought revolutionary war another five, six, seven years, whatever it is, until victory came. It's going to take some fight. Are you willing to fight until? Until when? Until. Well, Pastor, I, you know, I... I'll gear up for a good fight. I'll gear up for it. As long as it, you know, as long as it don't last, you know, a couple months or something. I can gear up for a couple weeks. Let's go. No, 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 no. Are you willing to fight until? What about all those guys fighting the Revolutionary War? If they, You know what? Hey, I'm done. I'm going home. Bye. We wouldn't have the freedom that we have today. So many people give up in the heat of battle. But I wonder if there's anybody in the house who would say, you know what, I'm going to make up my mind on this day that not only am I going to make a declaration of my independence, I'm not only going to make a declaration that I'm going to be set free from the bondage of sin, and the bondage of addiction and the struggle of marital disharmony and the issues in my family and all the stuff that goes with it, I'm going to make a declaration of my freedom from all of those things. But I'm also going to make a declaration that I will become willing to fight as long as it takes in the spirit until my declaration becomes a reality. How do we fight, Pastor? I'll tell you how we fight. Uh, we lift our hands in worship and praise unto God. Come on, somebody. Uh, why? Because worth, worship is understanding the worth of who God is. To, under, to truly worship Him is to truly understand His worth and who He is. And so to worship him, I'm not talking about praising. We can praise him for what he's already done. I'm talking about worship him. I'm talking about real worship is getting to the place where we worship him, praise him, adore him for who he is. And in order to understand and worship him for who he is, then you have to understand that who he is is the one who made the declarations. Man, am I helping anybody right now? To worship him as anything less than the one who made the declarations is not to worship him at all. 
That's why the Bible says there are true worshipers that worship him in spirit and in. Anybody can dance. Anybody can run. Come on, somebody. Anybody can jump around, talk in tongues a little bit, cry a few tears. Anybody can do that, worship in the spirit. But he said a true worshiper is going to worship me in the truth. 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 What is it saying? It's saying, God, I know that declaration is true. So I am going to worship you in that truth. I'm going to worship you as the one who can back up the truth that you spoke. The moment we begin to doubt that God can do what he says he can do is the moment we're no longer worshiping him. We cannot worship him and doubt him at the same time. We can praise him and doubt him, but you can't worship him and doubt him. Because praise is what he's done for you. Anybody can praise for what he's already done. But can you worship him for what he hasn't done, putting your faith in the fact that he is who he says he is? Am I being clear at all? Woo. Worship, worship, worship. That's fighting. Because how many know sometimes it's a battle to get your hands up? How many know sometimes it's a battle to open your mouth? Come on, there's somebody in this house right now that's weary. Somebody in this house right now that's struggling. Somebody in this house right now, you're sitting there, you just feel like you're getting all kinds of beat up by the enemy and the world and life and circumstances and all this kind of stuff. But you got a declaration in your heart. And it's in these kind of moments. I said it's in these kind of moments. When you feel like throwing in the towel. When you feel like giving up. When you feel like giving in. It's in these kind of moments. The organ's not playing. The drums aren't playing. You don't have 37 apostolics with their hands slapped on your head and oil dripping all down you. It's just you in this moment. Are you willing to fight the good fight of faith? Are you willing to worship him? Not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Are you willing to worship him and say, God, I declare what you declared, and I know you're going to do it because I believe you are who you said you are. Come on, can you worship him? Can you worship him? Can you worship him? Can you stand to your feet right now and worship him? I worship you because I know you keep the promises you made. I said I worship you because I know you keep the promises. You keep the promises that you made. Ha. Ha. 
Somebody needs to understand or be reminded of the fact that faith is not a feeling. Faith is a fact. It's a fact. Because this book isn't about feelings. It's about facts. Because when the Lord says something, it becomes fact. It becomes law. It becomes reality. It becomes truth. Not a feeling, truth. But I feel, and, and, I, and I, I, I say it too, I feel so much faith in this room. It is true to a certain extent because we can exemplify our belief in the facts. And we can feel that. But sometimes individuals confuse feelings with faith. And if you, if you, get, the, if you get the musicians getting to a certain decibel, they feel faith. No, it's not faith. It's just, for you, it may just be emotion. It's not our intent to create emotionalism. We're just worshiping the Lord as he had told us and instructed us to worship him. Music and singing and on and on and on. But sometimes people confuse feelings with faith, and it's not. Faith with feelings. It's about, do you believe the word of the Lord? Do you believe the word of the Lord? You see, because sometimes you're not going to feel like believing the word of the Lord. Is that true? Sometimes we don't feel like it. Sometimes it's easier not to. Sometimes it's more convenient not to. Sometimes it's a whole lot easier on our flesh to not Believe the word of the Lord. But it's in those moments, and somebody's in that moment right now. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's here right now. When you don't feel like it, will your declaration move you to consistency of faith? Is your declaration big enough to cause you to continue to put your faith in God even when you don't feel like it. So how big is your declaration today? I said, how big is your declaration today? And I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Woo. It's not about a want. Well, I, I wish this would happen. I, I want for this to happen. That's not a declaration. Wanting something to happen and declaring something to happen, two different things. Because if you want something to happen and it doesn't happen, then it's like, well, it just, you know, it must not have happened and your feelings take over. Right? But when you declare something to happen, irrespective of feelings, completely based upon the book, then if it doesn't happen when you want it to happen, your feelings then don't kick in and discount you and pull you from the place of faith. If, if your faith was based on emotion, then the lack of emotion will pull you from it. But if your faith was based on the word, the word never fails. 
The word will never take you from it because the word is not going to change its mind. Feelings go up and down. Emotions go up and down. But the word of the Lord stands forever. It's steady. It's a law. It doesn't change. So in those moments of darkness and in those moments of questioning and those moments when you don't know what to go, where to go or what to do, in those moments if you've made a declaration, you'll stay firm. Sister Fable, am I, am I preaching truth right now? Woo. When things look bad, when things get tough, when things get dark, when you just want to throw in the towel, there's something that won't let you. Woo. There's something that just won't let you. And you get into the house of the Lord and you feel bound or you feel down and you feel discouraged and you're struggling and, and it's just not going the way you want it to go and every bit of flesh within you wants to just sit there like a statue but there's something in you that just won't allow you to do it. Others. Somebody else can sit here if they want to. And I might not feel like it in my flesh, but baby, my hands are going up. My heart, my hands, my praise, my worship, I'm going to lift him up anyway. I'm going to magnify him anyway. Why? Because it's not about a feeling to me. It's a declaration. Ha. As far as me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I made a declaration. I made a declaration. And I'm not going back on it. When times get tough, when the darkness invades my life, I made a declaration. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to magnify him. I will be whole. God's going to do it. God's going to fix it. God's going to turn it around. Come on, somebody lift your voice and give him praise in the house. Listen, I'm almost done. Keep praying, keep praying, but I'm almost done. I feel to speak this to somebody right now. The Bible talks about the storm and Peter's in prison. The angel comes. Elbows him in the side. Tells him, get up. Come on, you're getting out of here. Right? When you read the text, I'm going to have it in front of me now, but when you read the text, the Bible says that as he was, and I'm paraphrasing, but the reference and the inference is this, that as he was walking towards the gate, the gate opened of its own accord. Now, put yourself, put yourself in his position. 
He's in the prison. Guards everywhere. Right? He's supposed to be locked up. He's not locked up, but he's not out. He's in the prison. Guards everywhere. Everybody walking around. Guards, swords, all this kind of stuff. Now, he's walking because the angel told him, hey, you're getting out of this mess. And so, there's only, there's the gate. There's the front gate. There's, there's no back door. There wasn't a tunnel. There's the front gate. So there was a period of time, hear me in the Holy Ghost. There was a period of time when he's walking towards a closed gate in faith of the word. Because the word says you're coming out of here. Somebody's got to get this now. The word says you're getting out of this prison. The word says you're getting out of these chains. The word says you're getting out of this bondage. But there was a period of time, Sister Vera, when he was marching towards a closed gate. Now we read the story and we know the outcome, so we don't put a lot of thought to it. But how many of us would have did this? You know what, I'll just, I'll just hide back here. And I'll keep looking at that gate until Jesus opens it. Right? I'm going to hide in here in fear because all these soldiers are walking around. I don't know if it's actually going to happen or not. I know I got the word. I know the angel knocked me out of my, told me to get dressed and get my sandals on and get out of here. I know I got a word and I saw an angel. But look at the gate. It's closed. So I'm just going to hide out back here. And I'll keep peering out and seeing if that gate's open. Guess what? If he does that, the gate never opens. Because he cared more about his feelings than his faith. But there had, oh, come on, Jesus. There had to be something within him that says the gate's closed. <laughs> Look at it. It's closed. Now it's open. Somebody just went out. Now it's closed. It's closed. But the word says it's going to open. So what am I going to do? Am I going to hide around and wait based upon my feelings? Because what if the soldier sees me and what if the guards see me and what if this happens and what if that happens and what if I get up to the gate and it doesn't open? Come on. An angel told you it was going to open. An angel of the Lord told you it was going to work out. But what if I get up to the gate and it doesn't work out? So what am I going to do? Let me just hide back here. Let me just hide and see, is the gate going to be open? Is God going to open it? Do I see a little crack in the gate? Is it, was, was it? And he said, no, 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 that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my faith in the word. Over my feelings. Well, what happens if I get up to the gate and it doesn't open? The guards are going to get me. They're going to throw me back. They're going to kill me on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the gate's going to open. And so he starts walking towards a closed gate. I wonder who in the house would have the faith to march towards that which seems closed. When you have a word from the Lord that it's going to open. Hear me, hear me, no, 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 hear me. 
Who in the house trusts the word greater than you trust your eyes? Eyes say it's closed. Word says it's open. (laughs) So he marched and he walked towards a closed gate. And he marched and he walked towards it. I don't know how close he got, brothers. I don't know how close he got. But at some point, as he's walking in faith, based upon nothing but the word, the gate opens. I feel to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost right now, it's time for you to come out of the corner. Your feelings have put you in the corner for too long. Your feelings of what if it doesn't happen and what if it doesn't work and what if this and my emotions, my emotions, my emotions and if it doesn't work then this is going to happen and if it doesn't work then that's going to happen and what if I step out in faith and this, that and the other and what if God doesn't come through and what, what if God doesn't really make a way and what if this and what if that and your emotions have got you hunkered down in a corner of fear. Never seeing the miraculous, never seeing the promises of God becoming a reality in your life because you're hunkered down in a corner of fear based upon your emotions. But the Lord is telling somebody, what if you'll get out of that corner? What if you'll get out of that corner and have the faith to say, okay, I know what my feeling says, but his word is greater than my feelings. I know what my emotions are, but his word is greater than my emotions right now. I know what I want to do in my flesh, but there's the word that's pushing me, and the word is propelling me, and the word is putting I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I, my steps are ordered of the Lord. My, uh, uh, my steps are ordered uh, by the word of the Lord. Uh, it's not about what I feel. It's not about what I think. Uh, it's not about what I've experienced. It's not about what I've gone through. Uh, it's about what the word says. Uh, and if I'll allow the word of the Lord, uh, I said if I'll allow the word of the Lord to dictate my steps, uh, the word's gonna get me to the place where the gate's gonna open. Uh, and the reality, is going to be made manifest and my miracle is going to happen and my breakthrough is going to be seen. It might not be when I want it, but it's going to happen right when I need it. I guarantee you Peter would have much preferred the gate to have been open when he turned the corner and looked. That would, in our flesh, we always want stuff to happen when we want it to happen. But God wants to know, will you put your faith in me even when it don't look like it's going to work out? Will you put your faith in the word? Come on, somebody lift your hands one more time, one more time.